0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway.
1: And Mr. Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight.
2: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get
0: it? Like MMA, but amazing? MMA Amazing.
2: Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. Sup. Also joining us this week, the man, the myth, the legend, Lavender Gooms.
0: Also, uh, as of last week, poet. Let's not forget that.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? Well,
0: definitely <laughs> That's definitely it. right. Poet. That's right. But also, just want to wish you guys a happy National Bucket List Day. So I have go. a question for you guys: What is one thing on your bucket list?
1: I want to hit mm, somebody something. with a. F- I want to hit somebody with a steel f- a steel chair, a folding steel chair. Pre, pre,
0: like two thousand five or post two thousand five. Basically, I'm asking: Do you want to hit them in the flat of the back or just? Have them grit and take it right on the top of their head.
1: I'll let you decide where you want me. Where you want me to hit you, Mike? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was not
2: offering this up for your bucket list. How about you, Mark? It's my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything. I don't. I can't think of anything I want to do before I'm ready to die. Now, Mike. Let's let's just bring in the cast. That's what I'm telling you, man. Let's you, call it a wrap.
1: Mark, you know what? Someone just give me a chair real quickly. we we'll, <laughs> I'll join you. Just let me let me give someone a good wall up, and I'm good to go too.
0: Notorious B.I.G. and Mark Paris. Just two people who are ready to die.
2: No, Okay. Me and B.I.G. Well, I mean, he, he succeeded,
1: I guess, or he convinced somebody. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. L.A.P.D. <laughs> um, all right, boys and girls. So this is actually, um, I guess, breaking news we can talk about. But I really don't care about this part of the news. We'll use it to talk about the larger story. There's an arrest warrant for Nate Diaz. He chokes Uh-oh. some dude out. There was a big brawl happening in the streets. And this guy, based on the video, goes up to Nate Diaz. and It doesn't go well for him. He gets choked unconscious. Um, just me being somebody who watches the news and has any sense of history. And the little bit from law school I do, you know, can apply here. Mike can apply more. Mike Gomez is going to go ahead and say uh, this is the only guy pressing charges. Is the guy who got choked unconscious. Nate's going to be cutting a check for five to ten thousand dollars, and there'll be no more charges being pressed. That's just me. What is your guess?
0: I would say that as well. And another educated guess I have: this guy's a little
2: bitch. (laughs) That's an educated guess. I
1: mean your factual opinion. (laughs) I think he got what he wanted. Overall. I think he achieved his goal. Overall? I I don't I I would I mean I think he thought he was gonna win.
2: Yeah, I would agree (laughs) to the point where like I don't think in his in his intoxicated mind he thought like, yeah, I'm just gonna get choked unconscious here and bounce my head off the concrete. I'm sure he thought I'm gonna beat the shit out of this man and become internet famous.
1: I don't I I just say this way I don't think I think he thought there was no bad outcomes. Every outcome was acceptable to him because I yeah, think he's like, like I'm I mean, probably not going to die. Everything else, this is I'm probably
2: gonna... not the top outcome. Cause, yeah, I mean, but like I mean, you're, you're he'll right. Gonna get a, he'll get a check. Yeah, you know? th- there'll probably be a settlement. I I don't I I don't recall other instances kind of like this on like how much, um, you know, he'll get from the court. Or how much he can well, sue gonna, I mean, Nate for.
1: I mean, he's gonna sue Nate. He's gonna just you're not even gonna get to a lawsuit. That's just my guess. Nate's got Yeah, they'll probably settle. Nate will just got um, a guy and all of a sudden there'll be no charges. But quite frankly, even the video itself, I'm like, well, there's a wild crawl happening. And I'm wh- just watching it. First off, that shit is bedlam. Yeah. And like it seems like Nate is not Nate is walking away for a moment and then this dude gets in his Nate has got a here's the thing. N- depends how much Nate wants to spend on his lawyer versus how much he wants to spend on the settlement, just to make a point. You know what I mean? like i I will say I
0: have watched this now about three or four times. takeaways, one, Bedlam, Jesus, and two, Nate is clearly walking away. Then you see the guy coming at Nate, and Nate coming from Stockton, California, is like, Oh motherfucker, coming at me! I gotta drop this dude. So he pushes the short little man that's in front of him out of the way, so he can very clearly just get the guy a nice little chokehold. And if you notice,
2: he also knee that motherfucker right in the midsection. Now you gotta, you gotta get—he's
1: trying to get the wind out a little quicker.
2: Honestly, if he if he didn't knee him
1: and didn't just drop him unconscious, I wonder if there would be any like. No, I mean there's recourse, there's, really. I mean the guy is literally requesting. Pre- I mean you got a you got a you got the New Orleans person, the DA over there. They all want to. There's an opportunity to go after someone rich and famous. Make yeah, yourself yeah, famous, sure. Not gonna a crack lot, crack like that, Mark. He he could have done it in the most ginger. He was getting arrested no matter what happened. Let me put it that way.
2: Sure, but I I think that I cause I think what I saw in an article was like because okay when you watch it, I don't think the knee did a lot of damage. I don't think mm. that sustained any serious injury there. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if there's legal recourse to be like, well, we got in an altercation. Instead of striking him, I choked him out. I think that the injury comes when he just lets him flop on the floor. So I do wonder if he... Would have well the guy more the guy Laid him down. Does, I mean, he's does
0: he got, have an argument. The guy definitely being, had to having injuries, right?
1: I mean, I'm, I, I, he got a doctor to say he did at least. Look, here's the I thing: thought, Nate I probably it, should said he have got dra- like a head injury from being dropped. That's I mean, why. That's the article. I see. Well, I mean, think he's saying he did because he definitely has at least a bump on his head from getting dropped there. There's like
2: a picture, but I didn't see it. <laughs>
1: well, here's the thing: Nate also hucked a water bottle at a guy while inside the arena. So that's not gonna like that's gonna work against his general uh, self-defense <laughs> claim there. Um, yeah, but throwing a
0: water, I mean, you went to law school, Bobby. you know, throwing a water bottle, the proportionate response to that isn't for the dude to come yeah, at you to, look, to, to I'm not okay to this, hit you.
1: this is not me arguing that like I'm mean, this is literally I said he was gonna get arrested no matter what happened. like it didn't matter. Sure. He was gonna get arrested. anyway, let's just get to the real thing here. We didn't talk about it last week. Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. Jake Paul fought a boxer, didn't win. Fought a guy the same size as him. Didn't win. Uh, fought a guy young. Didn't win. And he's like... No, fought a guy. Fought a real boxer. Didn't sell pay-per-views. So let's add that to the list. Um, Nate, uh, Jake's like, well, you know what was going real well? It was when I was fighting uh, undersized old MMA fighters. And he found the one he should have been fighting instead of Tommy Fury for... Anyway, Nate Diaz. He should have waited. Um, I really just... I mean, I think my entire summary on the feelings of this, Mark. I'll just put it like this: is of two thoughts. One, I'm happy Nate's getting paid. Two, I'll pay for it if they tell me Nate's getting a pay per view cut. Beyond that, mm-hmm. whatever, it's fine. He can win. He can lose. Doesn't matter to me. What do you? Uh, what do you got, Mark? <laughs> sure. I mean, I
2: think it's. I still think it's intriguing. I think it's an interesting match and personally i almost think it's more intriguing now after he loses to tommy than after he beat anderson because i think you kind of do the mma math of like well anderson is on paper a more technical striker who has had boxing experience and ha- had you know proven himself to, to be fairly capable in that in that sport to have him beat anderson and then go to nate it's like well Nate was really never known as like a great striker. He had good striking. He had an interesting style, much like his brother. But like his, his submission game was his most dangerous um, attribute. Although like he did catch people, he definitely caught Connor. Um, you know, he beat uh, Cerrone up. Uh, so for me, like after the the Tommy Fury loss, it's like okay, now I'm a little bit more interested to see where Jake lands. But ultimately, yeah, he's still fighting a guy he's going to be significantly bigger than. Um, but stylistically, I think the match is still interesting because I think one thing that Jake doesn't do super well is deal with the pressure i think when anderson was being active and pressuring him i don't think jake looked particularly great in that fight it was when anderson was kind of staying back and not being active that jake was able to get a lot of rounds on him so i think stylistically will be fun obviously the trash talk and the build-up i think will be intriguing and at the end of the day you know nate left the ufc he was you know not really in title contention but was a big star that was you know could i think could sell pay-per-views so now that he left it was always going to be interesting to see where he landed to potentially you know garner a big paycheck because you go to these smaller organizations i don't know if bellator is going to be paying quite as much uh so i think a big fight with jake makes a lot of sense and it'll be interesting. he he also said
1: that like when he left he was very whenever he said he's like hey this doesn't mean i'm not coming back he just for now i want to go do something else and like He's the second biggest pay-per-view draw they had. Number one, if you wanted to count. He was number one if you wanted to, you know, say in terms of active pay-per-view draws because the other guy hadn't fought in... What are we at now? Like, two years? When did he snap his leg? You know? So, like, yeah. I mean, it was a big loss for them. And they tried to kill him on the way out the door and that didn't work. But... Yeah. But he'll get his, they, he'll get they his they check. left mm-hmm. on decent terms, like you said. Yeah. At least Unlike for him. Francis, I, I don't, right? know, like, I don't like, know how he... That's him choosing to leave on decent terms. Uh, right. but there was a lot of stuff like the last week of the fight. Apparently, when after shit hit the fan, that the UFC was trying to like everybody. The, the Diaz camp was telling reporters like they become very friendly all of a sudden. Right when that when yeah. the hitman missed weight. But
2: like, I just think it's interesting because Francis, I think, also tried to leave on somewhat good terms. He mentioned that like he wanted to come back, and the and the UFC brass, at least at this point, has been very much like, "No, nah, we're done with that guy." So I thought that was kind of interesting. Where they, it seems seems like maybe they left the door open for Nate, and, it, and probably because they can sell a big Conor fight. But it's like Francis. I, mean, I think well, if Francis, one of, the, does, one of them said the one of them said the word union. Mark, and the other one didn't. I mean that could that that's, could that's well what the be difference. Is. I mean that's what that's why he left more or less was because he wanted other things <laughs> besides the money. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll be excited for the fight, and I kind of agree with you. Like, if Nate's getting pay per view points, which I think you can assume maybe he is, because there is. He is a promoter. His company is part of the promotional company. I can't imagine. Did they say that? They like, they
1: is, is whatever Diaz yeah. fight ready? Whatever the fuck he calls his thing. His... It's whatever their things called because it's him and Jake's. Oh, thing, and they case... don't have. I mean, unless they, I mean, unless they tell me like if they tell me Nate's going to get a pay per view cut, I will. Okay, I'm assuming this fucker isn't going to be like 70 bucks. Hopefully, I don't know how much these yeah, other pay per like,
2: it, it easily could be because I imagine they think there's going to be a lot of ground. Oh, stall, god. But... All
1: right, we'll talk. Um, but if Nate's getting a photo. Can,
0: can can I make an observation or more like a, I guess an ad, admonishment? The second camera guy. Jesus right, Christ. The one that the one that Ariel posted a video of. Oh yeah. Yo. Mm-hmm. Why did you turn away from the Nate yeah, Diaz? Yeah. I know. Like, I know. Yo. Blew it. Maybe you know what the well, big. Well cuz the other motherfucker here.
1: the other dude is the one who's like the there's like a the, there was a guy Nate chucked the bottle at is like some dude named broom or something he's some guy no it's the he's guys, that, guy that guy's a social media guy too and he probably thought he'd get more clips following that fucker around I, man I, i'm with you Mike. because the 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 there was a has. there was a new camera
2: angle so i was like oh let's let's see this new camera. i was like this guy turned away during the best part like he missed the whole like altercation kind of and just got the the choke i think but i think to bobby's point yeah he thought there was a bigger viral change to get on the more, other side. The more. How many fuckers, how many fuckers at, follow this guy?
0: Give me a second. At the very least, that second camera angle did get a few vital seconds at the beginning that that first camera sure. didn't mm-hmm. have. That, dude ki- that second camera does kind of show, all right, Nate didn't just attack this dude. The guy did square up on him.
1: I mean, the other guy is the, the guy he was... Some six foot five, two hundred and sixty-five pound fucker. I don't know. The guy the, guy, the guy's the guy's got one boxing fight and he kept hitting the guy after he knocked him out, so he's got a DQ. That's a guy's entire career. The the guy who
0: Nate choked
1: out? No, the, that that was the, the, the guy Nate choked out is a Logan Paul in person. I hate this. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, done. I, I like, We're moving forward. we like that. Well, We're done. One last thing, one last
0: thing. One last thing. One last <laughs> thing. I just like that Ariel almost tried to make it seem like, oh no, no, no. Oh. This guy's a fighter, he's like he's a blue belt in BJJ. This <laughs> is named fucking DS.
1: Yeah, we're done. We're moving on. All right, now we're done. Um, okay. Pavlovich Blades. I was complaining last week that we got a number one contender fight in front of zero people or sixty people. Um Marcus, it was real fun while it lasted. Uh those of us holding the betting no. ticket of under the one and a half rounds felt pretty justified in how this shit went down. Um Pavlovich is a scary man, Mark. What'd you see?
2: Yeah, no, it it was a fun fight, and I think you know, it was a a little disappointing to see Curtis, I think, kind of approach the fight the way he did. And I don't think necessarily in the beginning it was necessarily wrong. I I don't think you can just shoot and clinch up with Sergey immediately. I think you do need to play the game just a little bit to draw him in to try to get an opportunity to shoot in deep or get a good clinch. So I did anticipate that there, you know, they would throw hands for a little bit, and like we mentioned last week, Curtis has shown himself to be fairly adept at striking. You know, he has gotten some big knockouts himself, and early in this fight, he landed a good right hand. I think, to his detriment, ultimately, because I think what happened here is, you know, they they were standing up. They were throwing back, and Curtis landed some good shots on him, and I think he got a little overconfident that this was an avenue for victory for him. Like in some previous fights, he could stand with this guy, take some of his best shots, and, and land his and win the fight that way. Once Sergei started utilizing his, I think it was like a right uppercut that really kind of shook Curtis, there needed to be a pivot in the game plan. Now, Curtis did try to shoot at that point, um, but it was a sloppy shot, and I think really... From what I vaguely remember of how he likes to conduct himself in his wrestling, he's not a a strong double leg guy as much as he is getting in the clinch and working that way. So I think he really needed to put pressure on him to get in a clinch position, hold him up just to recuperate, ultimately try to take him down. But it did seem like the shot failed. He tried to go guns blazing to try to catch something when he was hurt um and that's where you know we've seen sergey like he's this guy is able to close the show his hands are fast he has a unique kind of awkward shot selection so guys are have a hard time anticipating what he's going to throw um and he ends the show you know we said it last week you know the first round was going to be the most dangerous for curtis he had to survive that round and get into deep waters is probably where he was going to be able to utilize some of his skill his good cardio his wrestling ability to try to win this fight, um, but if he got blasted out in the beginning, that's kind of what Sergey does, and that's what he did here. So I, I think ultimately we have a very interesting contender. I'm very interested to see him fight potentially John Jones, and maybe um, Stipe. We'll see how that stuff kind of yeah. un, unfolds. But John Jones and him, I, I'm very intrigued in now.
1: Yeah, um, man, Curtis Blades keeps getting close, man. Like, where are his UFC losses? In Ganu twice, Derek Lewis once or twice. Yep. I think it was just Derek Lewis once. And then um I thought that was it. I
2: think that's it. I thought and it was, was it wasn't Garrett. Derek twice? No, it was it was Francis.
1: I know Francis was he, definitely He lost his
2: the decision then he got smoked I think the second fight.
1: He didn't get No, he didn't get he didn't lose the decision. He got his eyes shut in the first fight. It, it, it didn't, was, I didn't go I to the decision. I
2: it went away. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um yeah, rough for him. Um I'm a big uh, Pavlovich fan in general, I mean, I guess not enough to pick him. Um, I like, I like that we're getting new guys, man. This weight class, um, light, light heavyweight, we're starved for this. Um, but his, he lives. him, Pavlovich fights in a real doer, like, let me put it this way. The over-under of a round and a half against John Jones would, sounds about right too. Just the way he fights. I mean, Mike fighting a guy with a suspect ground game for John Jones. I don't know. I feel, uh, we might see a repeat, I guess, but the result we saw against gone, maybe not as quick. What'd you think?
0: Yeah. And I know that Pavlovich after the fight, um, I mean, he did just, you know, beat the guy pretty quickly, but he was crowing about, oh, well, you know, like I beat a wrestler and this and that. Um, Anderson, uh, I mean, Blades. He uh, he didn't stick to the game plan at all. I would say in this fight, it, it wasn't the most intelligent, I think, game plan that Blades had. Um, that's not going to be the case with John Jones. Um, if John Jones wants to take Pavlovich down, he's going to be able to do it, and he's going to be able to do it at will. Um, but even besides that. John Jones is a different type of animal from from Curtis Blades. Um, I think if this lasts more than a round or two rounds, that's just because John Jones is just letting it go that far, where he's just gonna take his time.
1: Well, I mean, I also think it's not gonna go very long because, quite frankly, if Pavlovich is gonna win this thing, it's because he's gonna do what he does in the first two rounds of fights. You know, actually, does he even have wins in the second round? It might even be funny. Was Oh, he got in the UFC. We've never seen round two. So I don't remember his fight with Alistar at all. Do you, Mark? Uh, yeah. No, I think, I mean, you said last week, I'm pretty
2: sure he Taking down, struck a up. little bit. How Alistar got him down, I don't quite remember, Um, but was able to get him down and ground and pounded him. Uh, and that's kind of what we just haven't seen from Sergey is, is like someone implement a strong wrestling game because you look at his past opponents they've mostly been stand-up strikers who have stood with him and failed so i mean you would think absolutely on paper john jones has the wrestling credentials to get this guy down you would think curtis would as well um the only kind of hesitation there is like sergey's a big strong guy you know how does he get in on him and then take him down you know and it could be something that we find out in the first twenty seconds he can get right in in the pocket. He's so much quicker than him. He can take him down from the clinch. He can shoot doubles and singles on him and get him down. We don't know when someone attacks his legs and gets a good takedown on him if Sergey can
1: sprawl it, it if he feels, can dig the underhooks. Marcus had not to go off, but it feels just looking at the way his matchmaking happened since then was very intentional. I guess there isn't the big the greatest number of. heavy There's not the biggest number of wrestlers in this weight class to begin with. Right. But just looking at who his team is whose manager is. Uh, seems like we kept him away from this guy as long as we could, but he still got him, in fairness to him. He got him, and he got him in three minutes. Kept him away. The I'm trying to think of the other wrestlers in this weight class market. I'm not, like, like, Stipe is a good wrestler, but, like... Well, there's, like,
2: some Russian guys, too, right, that I'm forgetting about. Who's the guy that eats all the potatoes
1: that Stefan used to love so much? <laughs> oh, my dude? Ma- uh, Matt Yashenko? Oh, um... Well, Latifi? Latifi? Who? No, no. Nelson
2: other do used to say. Oh, Blagoj? Yeah, like, yeah. He's not even a wrestler as much that... as
1: he just is just like a big punching bag that's moving.
2: But I mean, there's a couple of guys that utilize grab. Well, there's, I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't Blagoy, but there's one They're not guy at the top of like the weight a,
1: class, I guess, is what I'm saying, I guess.
2: Huh? Well, I mean, I don't think, I think you can argue that Sergei wasn't really at top of the weight class for a while, too.
1: But he, I mean, he, he has, has to beat all these those guys. strikers to get there, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm but looking is, at I mean, the only other one head I'm head. looking at, like big wrestler I would see up here. I mean, big grappler, not even wrestler. Like Tom Aspinall's got a real good ground game, you know. But I don't know how much, you know. Anyway, besides the point, John Jones and Stipe are not gonna are, are like John Jones is talking like he's gonna fight at Madison Square Garden. Let me tell you right now, Mike, there's no fucking chance. John Jones is paying those tag those state taxes. Okay, unless he gets a bigger a big enough check to offset the state taxes. That's just not happening, right? Like, <laughs> hey,
0: he's he from Endicott, New York. Doesn't mean he wants to pay NY taxes. Yeah, at this my point. man's a big
1: fan of fighting in Vegas. All right, Vegas. All right, that's where John Jones wants to fight. Um, but yeah, it would have been cool if you know they promoted this fight and whatnot because you got number one contender that not a lot of people have seen fight. And right now, when you got Stipe and Jones going nowhere and this, you know, getting this fight booked, so. We'll see. Um, we got uh, also on. What do we? What do we also have in this card? We had um, Brad Tavares. Bruno Silva thought that Brad Tavares winning this fight, but by decision, seemed like a pretty reasonable bet. I was Brad real,
0: Tavares still doing. I the didn't. Thing.
1: Ma- I didn't make the bet, thankfully, because uh, Bruno Silva had other plans. Um, just a. Nice, clean finish of a very good fighter um, in uh, Brad Tavares. And, yeah, he's still here. It's impressive, man. Brad Tavares, is, I've always felt Mark is a good measuring stick of, like, do I need to take this person serious? Like, at that level <laughs> of, like, you know, can we he's get to, is this guy top 15? It's like, the, yeah, because Brad's always hanging around, like, 12 to 15. Normally, it feels like, you know, best case, probably 10 is what he was ever. But this is where you learn, you're like, okay, you know, this guy – went to decision with former middleweight champion with Pajeda, right? This is the only guy to make it to a decision with mm-hmm. Alex Pajeda. is Bruno Silva. So here we are, you know, and he's knocked out a lot of people. So 20 wins by knockout in his 23 wins, three wins by decision. So, and then uh bar, Marcus, Bobby green. That was uh he said, I need my whole check and he's not mm-hmm. getting his whole check cuz the UFC yeah why but it was there, a
2: you know it was an unfortunate you know clash of heads that uh, you know knocked gordon down and then you know bobby green was able to capitalize and, and then you know finish him from there but i do think the right call was judging this in no contest the headbutt obviously had a dramatic effect on the finishing of the fight it knocked gordon down how much damage it actually did to him is is questionable but i think the fact that the headbutt led to a knockdown that led to immediate finish after i think you can basically say like you know not only did it did it even cause him to be off balance but it caused significant damage that you know ultimately led him to to lose by uh, ko so i i do feel like that was probably the right call it was inverted so i don't think it should be like uh disqualification or anything like that but you can also understand the disappointment um from bobby green you know having thought that not only did you know he win the fight he had a very you know the knockout was pretty devastating i mean gordon was out out like he knocked him unconscious on the ground and i think you know bobby has collected multiple fight nights i'm sure he thought like hey this was a first round pretty devastating knockout against a guy who's now fairly known because of his last fight with patty pimlet I might be pocketing an extra 50 G's here to go from that feeling of show money, win bonus, potentially, you know, fight of the night or, you know, fight bonus to just show money. I think it was very shocking to him and very disappointing um, for in the moment he didn't realize what happened. You would hope now with some time has passed he would kind of come to and realize like hey it, it happens but you know that that's the thing that that's really difficult about the pay structure at the ufc is like there's so much writing on a win and so much more of a bonus for these fight bonuses when you're in that level where bobby green's kind of at i don't know if they buy, if they have his show and win money but i think the bonus is probably as much as the show and win money for him. So that's like getting triple pay.
1: Well, he didn't so- even get, he didn't even get, he like, cut the man his fucking check. I'm just, I, I hate winning show bonuses. Like, yeah. I'm just putting that out there. I fucking hate that thing. But I'm trying to see if I can find Bobby Green's last check, but the UFC has successfully lobbied the hiding of, Yeah, they don't, that shows as much as it seems. Let's go. To, yeah, what, it was what was the last 20, time Bobby Green fought in a? Okay, Houston's a bunch of fucking Republicans know, I, too. I,
0: I understand he was upset, but then at the same time, it's true. It's like, dude, it's a show and win bonus. You, sorry, buddy, you didn't win. Yeah. No contest.
2: It's not a win.
1: Mike, yeah, I mean, Mike, you Mike just hope maybe PR can, for the UFC right now.
2: Yeah, you hope they like he can to get another fight soon. Um, and it was a good. I think ultimately. We talked about last week on paper I thought it was a really intriguing matchup um the fight itself was really fun to watch I mean it's just always fun to watch Bobby because of how he fights he has his hands down he uses a lot of head movement to try to negate getting struck and like look at he has good head movement no one can move their head that much so the dude gets caught too so he gets up he ends up being in firefights and they end up being really exciting fights so it was just unfortunate that it turned out this way but it kind of is what it is hopefully he can get back on there and get a win and and I guess he's changing his name now, too. I don't know if you heard about that, Bob. He's changing his name to Jess King.
1: Just Jess King. Not King okay, Green? There, there's no just. It is King. Uh, that's fine. Just looking at Bobby Green, last time I could find a payout is from 2018, where he got a $25,000 show, which... Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's, it's got to be more than that. Fuck me. Who let yeah. him sign that thing? That was after he beaten... That's after he... I mean, he did lose a lot of fights in a row. How is he... There was a stretch here where Bobby Green won like one fight out of six. Yeah. Anyway. Some tough ones for sure. Um, Bellator happened. I think I'm the only one who saw some of it. I saw the Saturday night fight. I was not going to miss Patchy Mix and uh, Rafion Stouts um, in the finals of the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix. For Stouts' interim title, uh, the champion Sergio Pettis got hurt in the middle of the tournament. So uh, he's out of it. And um so stots faced patchy mix, winner winning a million dollars the tournament and the next title shot after Sergio defends that title in uh I think six weeks or so against uh Pitbull. Which Nice that's we you talked about it, Mark. Uh, no one's gotten three, right? No one's no one in modern no one in any major organization has won three weight classes titles, even at different times, which would be the case here. Yeah, not that I recall. Yeah, sure. so Pitbull, and that's a, this is not a cupcake weight class. 135 is deep everywhere, including Bellator, so he pulls it off. But yeah, um, Patchy Mix, not known necessarily for being um, the guy who's going to knock everybody out, to be honest, but him and his team um, recognize that Mr. Stotts ducks a lot. Into power and, and, and if you can time a knee against him well, well, he's going to get knocked out so bad he doesn't know where the fuck he is for like minutes after the fact. Um, Only P- Apache's second ever knockout. Man's got 12 wins by submission. That was his second knockout win. And the first one was in King of the Cage in 2019. So big win for a guy that really just came up on Bellator. Man went King of the Cage, and Bellator pretty much. So this is one of their guys. And um great to see his team celebrating. Um looks like he's training at Extreme Couture based on who was in his corner and uh his partner uh Tatiana Suarez was there too, and she lost her damn mind on the corner cams. Big win. Rough Ruff for Rafion, man. Rafion really is coming to his own a lot. Um and Bellator, another one of their guys, but he'll be back. Um and patchy Von Patchy Mix. Um I think he's got a I thought he'd fought Sergio already. I was mistaken. Marcus, I mean, we just are telling ourselves Sergio is an easier fight than uh, easier fight than Pitbull. So, like, if you're Apache, you want Sergio. Assuming what well, you and me are on the same page, where probably pa- uh, Pitbull's a better fighter. You going for the bigger name, or you're going for the better, or you want the you know easier fight? Well, I mean, I, that that
2: problem solves itself, right? They fight each other. Whoever wins is who he's gonna get. So, I mean. Whether he has a preference or not, it ultimately won't matter. It's in their fate. Um, I mean, yeah, you would think Pitbull stylistically and what he's accomplished would be the bigger name and more difficult fight. But, you know, going down in weight from 45 to 35 is not easy. Like a, t- a ten pound weight difference is always kind of somewhat significant, especially when you talk about rehydrating and stuff. But when you get into these lower weight classes, that's you're talking about a bigger percent of your body what mass. What was like that a you seven
1: seven percentish? I think maybe. Does that sound right, guys? Something seven percent. Perfect, that's a lot yeah. of body weight to lose. Yeah. So how how. Pitbull looks at
2: 35, you know, and how he handles, you know, Pettis will ultimately, you know, he has to get past Pettis, who isn't a cakewalk, but you would think, just looking at their accomplishments and who they fought, um, you would think that he would be a a bit ahead of him, you know, on the skill department. Yeah, and
1: Sergio's gotten, like, very much improved, too. He's really grown into right. his time in Bellator. But, yeah, this is a – you're fighting the greatest fighter in Bellator history, straight up. That's who this man is. He's their greatest fighter ever. So, Bellator, you got to think – They'd rather. I mean, I guess Pitbull can't be champion forever, everywhere. But I don't know. It'd be quite a story for them, you know, if they got to they got it, the first yeah. one to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it raised that profile more. I mean, he's he's a big star. He's been making a lot of he's been making a big name for himself since. I think honestly, I think since Chandler left, I think Chandler leaving Bellator mm-hmm. going into the UFC, and even though he hasn't acquitted himself super great has kind of shown, like, hey, I can hang with these guys. I'm championship-level material. And then you kind of throw that back into Bellator. It's like, yeah, and he was fighting in Bellator, and this guy beat him before. So, like, what does that say about, you know, Pitbull, where, where his skill level's at? And then, yeah, he's a triple champion. I think that makes a lot of headlines. Um, for Sergio, it's a big win. He defends his belt. Um, you know, it'd be a huge, you know, scalp to, to, to claim. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would imagine yeah. if Bellator had their... Choosing the pit bull would be a uh, a bigger story for them.
1: Fucking Ray Borg missed weight, managed to get cut, and fired by his management, and then he retired. Not really clear how all this happened at once. But, you know, Bellator Wayans can always be an adventure. All right, uh, before we talk about some news, uh, biggest fight of this past weekend was Ryan Garcia versus uh, Javante Tank Davis. Because... Um, Mike, we had a rare occasion, especially for boxing, where you had two guys in their twenties with a lot of hype behind them, with undefeated records, with different promoters, who put their balls out there, just laid them out there, and said, "Let's see who's fucking better." Um, I'm not sure people caveat that Ryan Garcia was
0: forced to go down like three weight divisions as well.
1: So. He went down from 140 to 136.
0: Isn't that like three weight divisions? It is boxing.
1: I think it's one. <laughs> but anyway. Boxing has weight divisions like every three pounds, bro. Well, 140 to 136. So he went down a fucking pound, uh, 1.3 weight classes then. Um, but I was, as I was saying, Ryan Garcia, Roger Vontae Davis really laid it out there. People were excited. Fight delivered um Gervonta Davis is a bad man do you think and because we, we were like I think maybe people who follow MMA don't appreciate this because they don't watch boxing a lot you lose in boxing like that can derail your entire shit like completely do you think be, I'm this is just me working a the theory out you tell me if there's any links to this thing do you think the existence of MMA becoming more and MMA becoming more and more popular and people being like, all right, yeah, you lost. You know, Izzy Adesanya lost. Fuck it. He's gonna come back and win this next one, you know? Or hey, this guy's got all these losses. You know, Nate's got fucking 12 losses, and he's still a god, you know. Do you think that that becoming more and more prevalent? Do you think that is a factor at play here that is like cause this whole generation of boxers, they uh they want the smoke, as the kids say. They are willing to throw down. We are getting big fights, you know. We are getting big fights between these guys like Haney and Shakur Stevenson, Loma's getting into it, Tank is into it, we got the the Charlo brothers in there, like these guys are fighting each other at a younger, we're not getting past their prime fights, do you think MMA has anything to do with that, or do you think it's just maybe this generation came up knowing that as a possibility, because these kids all are willing to throw down, and they don't back down a fucking inch if they lose, they're like I'm gonna be back, like
0: I, I don't know if it's that this is a direct result of MMA. Mm. Um, I think MMA may, may have something to do with it. I think it has more to do with that boxing hit the Nader a few years ago because of all of those practices you were saying before where the fights that people wanted to see in boxing, they weren't getting until people were past their primes. And I think we've reached a saturation point where People don't just don't want to see that type of shit anymore. They, and this is where MMA comes in. People probably have been influenced by the fact that with the with the UFC over the last twenty years, you are more likely to see you know the big top two guys in a particular division fight each other um, at a you know relatively uh, you know young age or you know not past their prime age. So while I. I don't agree it's a direct result of the UFC. I think it has just more to do with uh, things going back to perhaps how they were 30, 40 years ago in boxing rather than it just being a direct result of the UFC.
1: They Talk about the era with – and I didn't mean to say it was like – to convey that it was like, oh, just because of that. It was, I think, a factor, like you are saying. But we had, like, the 80s, wasn't it? With, like, Leonard and Hagler and all those dudes who were just fucking... Every three months, they were fighting, man. One of them was fighting the other one. You know, Duran was in there. You had these dudes. And I think it's great, man. I think it's awesome. But big boxing fight. And you're getting with MMA, too, but, like, the stars were all out. People knew what this was. Marcus, um, you know it's a good way to show how much of a casual you are? is to complain that this, like, oh, he got hit to the body, he gave up. You know, he just kneeled with what happened with Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers didn't watch enough Boss rootin' videos, right? I mean, clearly, that was that was fucking sniper, that shot he put him in, put on his body. Yeah, there.
2: I mean, I, I do feel watching the fight that it, it was very unexpected. Um, it's not like Davis Tank wasn't going to the body with some regularity, but the actual knockdown... It was a punch that, like, watching it live, I didn't really see it happen. Um, they basically exchanged. There was a, you know, he did throw in. He's left-handed, so it is his power punch um, tank. He threw a nice punch to the body, but it, it really went unnoticed. They kind of separated, and then, it, you know, there was a little bit of a delayed reaction to Ryan taking a knee. And even at that point, it was like, okay, he took a knee. He's hurt. He needs to recuperate. I thought he was going to beat the count. It was a little surprising that he didn't, but it's, I mean, surprising that it seemed from, like, his body language and stuff that, like, he got hurt, he just took a knee. It was because, I mean, okay, there have been punches to the liver where there's a delayed reaction, but the dude fucking crumbles. Uh Like, the dude's body shuts down and you're in the fetal position, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a second for the toxins in that liver to explode into the rest of the nervous system to get to the brain to be like, oh, our shit's fucked up, and we need to go to mommy- position right now and, and put the thumb in the mouth, but that's not what we got here with David with Ryan. It was just like, he took a good shot. Let me take a knee. Let me, you know, I thought thought he
1: was compromised. He thought, and if Mm -hmm. I don't go down, I'm going to get like, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go down then I'll get back up. I think he went down and realized it was worse than he thought. I don't. Yeah. Basically. I don't like get, I don't like when people call these people scared or like stuff like that. And like, this I mean, is literally already like, in the match. We're already fighting. What is he like? Literally, like he, he's the one who chased the fight too. Like he's the one he's the re like he accepted being the B side. He accepted the fucking hydration clause. He's the one who sought this fight out. I refuse to believe this guy's like, look, just cause he's a handsome kid and he's Instagram famous too. And the other guys got a bunch of terrible life decisions, you know, and Gervonta And Javante's a goddamn boxing genius. He's a fucking moron in every other part of his life, okay? He's going to get – he's getting sentenced for hit and run in two weeks, okay? That's what's happening Oh, here. shit. Yeah, all right? So I just didn't like that. I – I you know, I was honestly marked, though. My takeaway was like, man, Gervonta Davis is real good because he threw four punches in the first two rounds mm-hmm. and motherfucker still ended up on his back. He still dropped the dude. That was the level yeah. of difference I felt in like his distance management is so good, like, I get, like, I know Floyd is his, like, mentor. Like, is just really good distance management in general. I was, I'm not a, no, no boxing as well as MMA. Some would argue we don't know MMA that well to begin with, especially me and Mike. But, like, I was supremely impressed with Tank Davis. I, he was better than I thought he was even.
2: Yeah. As, as a smaller guy, I mean, yeah, his shot selection, while limited, was very good. And, and for me, it was like, he was the hand speed. He was just uh. so much quicker. You know, he was able to counter Ryan's jabs with, you know, left straights right after. I, and I thought it was a, a really fun fight to watch. I thought it was tactical. And like you said, Bobby, like, we get it in UFC. There are big fights. I think Izzy and Pereira, the second fight there was one of these big fights. We're leading up to it before the fight starts. You just kind of feel it in the air. Like everyone's just excited. There's like electricity in the air. Um, And I would say as again, like not a big boxing fan. You felt it before this fight. Like there's just something about like, and I think it, it, I think it is one, like these are two young guys that have promising records, but it's also just like, they're not just good boxers. They've, they're bigger than that there's more of like a viral sensation they're more popular than that so there's all this leading up into it um you know and, and, and again like just to lead up into the fight itself i think kind of led itself to be like a really exciting event right and it feels like boxing has kind of missed that for a while and, and again we're not boxing guys so i'm sure there's been some you know great fights in the past you know a couple years or so that it has that feeling that we're. This was of. a new
1: level, though. It felt like right. There's been they've had a good. But boxing's had a good. Like I mean, I've also been paying attention to boxing more because shout out to Morning Combat. It's my my favorite podcast to listen to. Luke Thomas mm-hmm. and Brian Campbell, and Brian Campbell's a big boxing guy, and you know Luke loves technique. So I've learned a lot about these guys, and like I've been like the, the like the guys. They the only person they gas up more than like these kids is the like then Tank is really uh, your dude, Mark. Like they're all about uh, in a way they think like yeah. he's the best fighter in the world in and a lot, and of, a lot of
2: similarities you look
1: at tank i mean and
2: i didn't know much about tank either and i look at his record and I, I don't know exactly what it was but it was like 24 and 0 with like 22 knockouts yeah and that's much like, that. <laughs> like inouye's record yeah. where it's like yeah these guys aren't just undefeated which is great but it's like most of their wins are by knockout and i think that really kind of elevates the event too because you can have a lot of technical fighters and ryan garcia had a had a record similar to that, not as many knockouts, but it has finished a lot of fights. Um yeah, and it just it all led up
1: to a really fun, interesting fight and, you know, 29, good and, 29, win, 29 wins. Twenty nine wins, twenty seven of them are knockouts. That's yeah, wild. I mean crazy. <laughs> um yeah, no, it
2: was it was fun. I watched a couple of the fights before. I can't remember who the co main was, but it was some young cat who just demolished this guy. And it that fight kind of shows you more of what you're kind of used to in boxing. David Morell. That like Apologies. What's that? it was David Morell.
1: That was the guy who I stared at. David Morrell he killed him in like I, one, I think, round think, one.
2: Yeah, and I think that cat is like I think he's he was eight and seven. Like eight wins, seven knockouts. The guy who lost
1: or the guy who won? No, the guy that won. So um, David Morrell was not eight and zero going into that fight. And now he's okay, so nine and he was nine and and I think he only had one
2: fight to go to the decision. Yeah. And then he was fighting he was fighting this guy, I think that was ranked six he was in the olympics i think he was like a bronze medalist in accurate 2012 he was ranked six or something they're like oh it was a la- it was a last place you know a-, a last minute replacement and and then you see like oh there's like this guy was not fucking ready for him at all like he was not ready for the power and he got demolished and i think that is more to what you're talking about with, like with these records is like in mma and in any combat sport really but you see maybe even more in boxing there are like huge levels to this and you see these guys that have are like 20 and 0 and it's like they could get smoked by someone who's 8 and no because like there is just like this huge pyramid of like skill level and you have a guy who's an olympian who has a fairly impressive career i think the other guy was like
1: 23 and one or was, two yeah, or 20, something he was 24 and one and they're like yeah yeah he had no chance and he got demolished yeah no chance like, with what? that record they also none. this was, this was a, a can this was a good old-fashioned can crush and which
2: i love to see But, like, yeah, he only – I mean, I would recommend if you have, like, three minutes, watch that. Because, like, not only did he crush the can, like, that dude was down for a while. Like, it was
1: concerning. Mike, this guy is 24-2 and uh, with one draw and one no contest in his career, the guy who lost. Would you like to know what his record is against people with Wikipedia pages? You muted yourself.
0: Still muted. Oh, there you go. I was a. Uh, I was just thinking before you even asked that question. Like, wait, this guy only had like two losses or one loss yeah. and a bunch of wins. How mm. shitty were those guys he um, fought? So what, I'm
1: very interested. Well, what's your guess? He asked, He's 24 uh, and two. 24 two one and one. What is his record two, against one. people with Wikipedia pages?
0: Can you tell me how many people he's fought have Wikipedia pages?
1: Well, I'm about to give it away entirely too. Oh, and two. Oh, and two, baby. Oh, and two. He is 24-0-1-1 against people without Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Just fighting tough man fights, man, yeah. basically. I, you know what? Um, I really appre- – I like watching high-level bar- boxing, and it's like the more I watch high-level boxing, I'm just like this is like such a different sport. You know what I mean? Like it's not even close. Just because like mm-hmm. literally you both use your hands. Like, it's, like, it's so different. and Compared to MMA, it's, like, a more specialized thing.
2: And watching the event itself, what I kind of liked, too, was... I don't know how many undercard fights there were, but, like, this whole event was this fight. They were gassing up these guys the whole fucking time. And it's, like, the UFC, they'll be like, oh, we're excited for Izzy's matchup. But, But there's so many other fights going on, but it's, like, this whole thing was, like these guys are curtain jerking well,
1: we know what everyone's doing. Well, it's always no in the between, fucking audience between promoting a fighter and promoting right a brand and that being said yeah. i mean we've like what well, the one thing that one of the criticism about boxing is like oh we got one fight and what did i pay for you know blah 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 ufc tries to insulate themselves a bit from that true true yeah and I mean, it's that, not just out of the good it's not also not of the goodness of their heart the biggest star in the ufc are those three letters that's yeah that's and it. i
2: mean and it, look we'll, we'll talk about you know this upcoming card and a yeah. lot of these cards it's like we'll say this main event's good and the rest of the card is garbage and then we think the whole thing's garbage because we're used to when the ufc puts on a what we consider to be a high quality product it's it's filled up pillar to post like every yeah this one Barber, this one this is a rough interested.
1: one this week when, yeah we, we can.
2: i just it, it was just kind of refreshing to be like yo
1: these two guys buckle the fuck up. Let's
2: spend three hours getting hyper. I, I remember. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm I I always excited. think you were there
1: with me, but you weren't. When I when we went to see when I went to Andre Ward, were you there? No. Or not? You yeah, I wasn't there. I no. remember going to. And I, I don't think I've ever been to a boxing. So that match was the life. only one I've gone to. Like Mike, have you ever been to a boxing event, like Mike, a big boxing event? I haven't been at any boxing okay. events before. So I went to this. I mean, big is a relative term too. It's in Oakland, but it's an Andre. It was Andre Ward fighting in Oakland. You know, and it wasn't like he's fighting Kovalov. It's just some dude. I think Andre had been out with shoulder surgery and a contract dispute. Saw me at Starbucks. They got shoulder surgery. Didn't seem too happy. Um, Anyway, but I went to see Andre Ward and we were sitting in the front, like the second row on the floor for free due to things happen and I got the tickets. All right. But um, I remember like the co-main event is happening and people are just standing and talking. Like just standing and talking and like, blocking the view of people who aren't even watching and like Draymond Green and Steph Curry come out and like, no, all of a sudden nobody's even watching anything. And I'm like, if it was the UFC, the UFC that you don't want to like, in the middle of a round, you don't want to like, doesn't matter when the fight is in the middle of the round. This, you don't want to be during the Andre Ward fight though. Right? No, no. It like, was during the just co-main during event. The
0: oh, geez. I was going to say like in the well, UFC card. Co-main is not the main
1: event. I know, but like during the UFC cards, no one's trying to like, if you do that shit, like you are viewed as a giant asshole. Yeah, and like the entire crowd's doing it because it doesn't matter. People are here to see one dude, one fight. So, but I uh, I thought they put on a good show. It was on DAZN, I think.
2: Definitely paid for it uh, in Showtime. And Showtime,
1: it was Showtime. like I think one of them's a Showtime fighter, one's a DAZN guy, and it came together. And uh, Chief Keef came out with Tank, and I was not sure what Ryan's song was to be honest. I was watching Usual Suspects, to be honest. I saw the Gervonta walk out laughter. Hopefully uh, hopefully, uh, Tank gets his life together a bit, man. Um, You know, hopefully he can... He's a really good fighter. He's a really, really good fighter. So let's not blow this shit, because his uh, legal issues section on Wikipedia has already got six events, six instances on it. Six. Six. Not good. Uh, Dare
0: say, is he like the John Jones of boxing? No,
1: he's tanked. He's just new Floyd Mayweather. Um, He got a domestic violence. They both got domestic violence. But anyway. um, All right, some news. Um, We talked about losing Benil Darius and Charles Oliveira from UFC 288, which is a pay-per-view in not this weekend, the weekend after. Um, And we talked about how they needed some help on that pay-per-view. And... I think we talked about, are they going to throw a lot of money at Gilbert Burns and uh, Bilal Muhammad to fight? Marcus, what did they do?
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: they're fighting. How much money got thrown at Well, they're going to take a five-round fucking fight, too. Like That's I, true, did huh? they, they, I guarantee you, they're like, we want it in fucking blood that the winner of this fight's getting a title shot. Like, we're fucking around anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah you it, can't it's a you, short you can't deny this you can't give colby a, you gotta sign the colby fight before this one happens because these both these guys already deserve it more than colby it's gonna be a joke when they give it to colby colby after this and they want to wait yeah. till they want and leon doesn't want to fight until like october like now it's just plenty of time for one of these
2: guys unless it's a, a bloodbath which stylistically on paper this is a very big difficult fight for both fighters and burns just came off you know a good performance against Jorge
1: Masvidal. I don't remember who uh Mahal just fought. Sean Brady. He beat he beat Sean Brady. He's coming okay. off the couch. Oh, that's right. He's coming yeah. off the couch to five five fucking rounds and they didn't and they didn't agree to a catch weight. So like Yeah. I don't know what's it's going on here. Mike, I mean I guess they're both compromised going into this one on some level, but one of them just fought. I guess is good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. I guess in terms of weight, cutting weight is good for Gilbert, but like Ah oh, no! This is a this is a bold take for like to determine the number one contender for this weight class. This this is real bold.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think I would agree with that, but it's not too so surprising when it comes to the UFC.
1: Just throw enough money at the problem, to solve it.
0: I mean, that normally works for most things in life.
1: Yeah, like really, just give the winner of this fight a title shot, right, Mark? Like, come on, like make make the loser fight Colby. How about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that Covington
1: is somewhat marketable. I was going to say, I them. hope you get it, because I don't at all.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 like, I, don't, I, I think his marketability is a lot of people don't like him, and I guess they think that translates into people wanting to pay to see him get beat up, um, and there could be some truth to that. It doesn't seem deserving, right? I mean, and this division in particular has had a number of title fights where it was like, well... We, it kind of seems like maybe this guy could sell more, so we're going to give Jorge another shot, right? Or we're going to give Covington another shot, even though, like, especially after this fight, it doesn't seem to be the most deserving. Um, There's also so because- no evidence
1: of him ever selling a fucking, uh, fucking, you know, anything with him and Kamaru. Like, and people knew who Kamaru was more than Leon. I don't know. Right, yeah. I just don't, like, I don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't either. And I think, I mean... Have they either of them fought uh Leon Edwards? I can't remember. I think they. I think didn't Moal.
1: Belal fought him, and then Belal, But he was lose. He lost the. He was losing. And it was wasn't an going well. Then it was an right? eye poke. Right. And then you know. And then like.
2: So, I mean, there's story there or a fresh matchup. I mean, I, I think Leon Edwards is just like. Even though he's been around a lot and has fought in a lot of these guys before, him being champion just kind of spurs new life into things. I think a lot of people are more interested in watching him now than ever before. So I think either of these, whoever wins that fight, I think is more interesting than a Covington fight. But Covington just has this way of, you know, weaseling his way into people's minds and wanting to see him get beat up or whatever the case may be. That he kind of gets his way sometimes. So I'm just we'll sticking.
1: See. I'm just sticking with the conspiracy theory because nothing else even makes a little bit of sense to me. But then again, we got Did it all for a whole rate of fight one time. So Mike, like I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the by the way, the Leon and Colby betting line and it's like a pick 'em, and I will happily lose good four units betting on Leon Edwards in this one. Cause uh I don't I don't think Colby is going to win. And I don't think it's gonna be the, I just don't think he is good enough. I don't think his style translates against this guy well.
0: Perhaps I'm still just being too emotional, but I, I don't even want to see him fight for the title. Um again outside of the fact that I don't think he deserves it, like this time around. I mean, I, I, I don't like him as a person. I don't think he deserves to get this shine in any which way. Yeah, whatever. Fuck him. He 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 gives that heat, but not in the good
1: way to get heat. Yeah, he doesn't sell anything. I I just because people know it's fake. That's really it, man. People know it's fake. People know this is a weird gimmick you're putting on. And then, um, anyway, um, other news, um, Calvin Gastelum says he's going back to 170. So he only (laughs) had to fight, he only had to fight fucking like 15 fights in the wrong weight class for the UFC to let him go down. So. I mean, I think Mark. If this guy had some had like the discipline to be at one seventy and make weight. I mean, he had a lot of. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying he's incapable, but like he was like. I remember like he. This guy's a title contender for sure. Was the conversation, and he made it a middleweight to a title shot. But
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, one seventy is his natural mm. weight class. He just he couldn't get it together, so it just seemed like he was destined to always have to you know not just fight the fights, but fight the weight. Um. So if he can make 170 and look healthy and do it the right ways and, you know, I- I'm starting to lean or get around to believing in Henry Ceruto a little bit more. We'll see how he does in his fight. Maybe that'll spur me to believe that, you know, this is actually, did Gasol leave
1: Henry? I can't remember if he left them or not. I don't know. Is that, what is, that, what is know. that team? Like how often do people I stay? Know. Like, oh, that's yeah, how often it seems people like they come there. and go yeah. for, for
2: training, but we'll see. I mean, 170 is where he should have been fighting, so, but. He couldn't make the weight, so we'll see how he does now.
1: Um, and then, uh, some sad news. We got the news that uh, Stefan Bonner OD'd, uh, accidental OD on, uh, fentanyl. Mm. Um, is it just the thing, like, is this other shit is laced with fentanyl that's fucked up, or is the fentanyl people are... I, honest question. Has anybody read to del- delve into these news stories? Are people taking fentanyl intentionally, and it's, like, the fucked up kind? Like, it's, I, Or is it just, like, you're getting, like, blow, and it's got fentanyl in it, or you got, like, heroin, and there's some fentanyl, and it's fucking... people? Like, what's happening here?
0: I think most of the times I think it is uh, something that's laced with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's that people are just taking, like, fentanyl but i don't know most drugs i do is weed
1: it is often found in counterfeit it is oh jesus 50 times stronger than heroin 100 times stronger than morphine it's just do some quick math right there morphine uh half as good as heroin just the 50 100 thing right there um often found in counterfeit pills and mixed with other drugs such as cocaine methamphetamine and heroin Unless tested, it is nearly impossible to detect if street g- drugs are laced with fentanyl. Well, okay, sad story, man. Really, you know, for a guy who a lot of people are making a lot of money right now off his back, you know, it's a big part of it. So, uh, besides that, we got news: a Mighty Mouse says he might retire. If he, you know, in this next fight, he says he's not. There's no chance in hell he's fighting more than two years. I believe him. Doesn't I mean you guys believe him. That sounds about right. Sure, I mean, he's he's have much shoulder. more to uh, accomplish. He doesn't
0: seem one for bombastic statements, so I, I believe him.
1: Yeah, um, good, uh, good interview on the uh MMA Hour, too. If you were looking for something to listen to, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else MMA wise we would need to talk about. Um, anybody got anything? News-wise, it's happened. On no, we're level.
2: damn near an hour. I think we, we've got enough news. Oh, we are. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Uh, we already made the picks for this weekend's fight. Um, we picked it Let's last do- week. Ricky, Simone, and uh, Song Yadong. I think this is a goddamn crackerjack of a fight. Like, yeah. these, this is going to be fun. At the
2: time last week, Bobby, I think th- at the end of the show, we realized that it got moved, or was it after the show? It was during the show. We realized, but yeah during you saw on wikipedia it was not it
1: was no longer listed yeah and then i saw that again, and, and i'm like what's movement. going on and then someone said oh was the main event the following week which yeah but a great fight a five great, rounds yeah. too so i love I, I i think this is yeah. i mean we all uh, we you need pick ricky simone mike chose song Correct. yadong uh anybody want That's to change so our pick? pick no we'll, we'll let it ride it is a very much like no surprise if either one wins this is a pick like straight up um mm. Song is so young. He gets like if they can really get him. I don't know. There's, I think I see a lot of potential there. And Ricky Simone's a fucking just a goddamn dog out there, man. Um, I'm really enjoying this uh, past year, a couple of years, where if you just want to talk about someone, you calling him a dog is like the number one compliment you get people now. You know to show. You know, they're just sure. about that life. Just <laughs> the tenacity. Yeah. Just really, Mike, you appreciate that. It has to become a thing. Like, the guy's a dog. All right?
0: <laughs> I do enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's do stuff we like. Um, which I thought I wrote something down. And maybe I didn't. So, Mark, why don't you go first?
2: Uh, yeah, so uh, over this past weekend, I finally wrapped up uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake. Uh, and, and much like I said, when it first came out and I experienced it, like just a fantastic remake of another Resident Evil game. Capcom's really been knocking them out of the park since remaking 2 and 3. Uh, 4 was definitely the one that, like I mentioned previously, like probably didn't need the remake as much. It had, this was kind of the game that revolutionized or changed the series and how it was played from a third person shooter and kind of changed the genre in general. Um, So it being remade was like, Oh, it's going to get a facelift, you know, graphically it's going to look better, but they really did a good job, not just in like keeping the heart and soul, but adding in enough little, little things that just added to it. Didn't take anything away. There's like little side missions you can do to unlock additional quests. There's a shooting gallery, which I don't remember being in the first game. But overall it's just like the game just feels good to play like it's just the combat in that game is just fun um, and you and I mean, that's the main crux of the game is you're walking around shooting zombie village people and it just feels good upgrading your weapons feels good it feels like you're constantly improving. And then it, this is also a game that's kind of meant to be played multiple times. You have New Game Plus where all your upgrades kind of take over. So they kind of expect you to replay it multiple times to upgrade all your weapons to capacity and then go for speed runs and stuff. The game is kind of structured around that to have a lot of things that you unlock when you get certain grades on completing the uh, the game. I, I don't think I'm going to immediately go back in. Play it again, although I'm very tempted. I just have, there's been some other big games that I've wanted to get to. um, That I think is now a good time to let Resident Evil 4 simmer and then maybe I'll come back to it at a later date. Um, I did want to mention on Friday, the sequel to Star Wars uh, Fallen Order is coming out. Jedi Fallen Order. It's called uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is a kind of, not open world, but a kind of third person action adventure game from respawn the first one i thought was really fun um i've been anticipating this sequel for quite a bit um i'm personally you know i I, i'm usually pretty quick to pull on a new game but like i mentioned i had a couple big games um i haven't finished like god of war and horizon forbidden west so i think i kind of want to go back to those two and kind of wrap them up before i jump into another kind of big open game but everything they've shown of the sequel is basically more of the same but also just adding in the things that were a little lackluster in that first game more ways to customize your character, how they visually look, all the different accoutrements that you can unlock. Uh, and the combat seems a lot more promising. And I enjoyed the story of the first one uh, quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to see when I eventually get to that, um, you know, what they do to change it in the sequel. Um, outside of that, I did want to mention there was there's been a YouTube channel I've been checking out that I think's fun for. Nostalgia gamers called a retro Rick. This is just one of those guys that kind of goes game hunting. He goes to a lot of like video game conventions and looks for, you know, kind of rare, unique, uh, you know, NES games and stuff like that. I think what kind of made me watch more of his videos, he has a second channel called uh, I think it's called the retro life. And recently, like in the last six months, I guess I don't know where he lives. He lives somewhere like in the Midwest or something. But there's a big video, like used video game store, and he ended up buying the store. And now he runs this video game store. And it's been kind of interesting to see him going into these conventions. And now he's not just buying stuff for his own personal collection, but also just like, oh, you know, the store needs more GameCube games. They sell really well, or DS games always sell really well. So now it's also like a financial thing, which kind of just gives it an interesting kind of twist. Um, but yeah, just a lot of kind of nostalgia stuff there. So uh, yeah, that's what I got this week.
1: Um, I'll go real quick. Um, I don't think I got anything new. I thought I had, but I think it was last week when I had some stuff. Uh, this week, didn't really do anything else that I, much. I watched, uh, I watched Usual Suspects. My girlfriend hadn't seen Usual Suspects. You got a new car, bro? I did get a new car. I joined the Tesla cult. That is a thing. It's kind of interesting trying to teach yourself how to drive again. Um, That sounds so fucking annoying when you told me you can't coast anymore. honestly, it's like— That's all I do, baby. That's how I drive. That's how most of us drive. But, like, you can turn turn this shit off. It's called regenerative— Basically, if if you take your foot off the gas on most EVs, I think it's all EVs, actually. You can turn this off. But if you ter- if you um, take your foot off the gas, your car doesn't just keep like going. The car comes to a stop. Like it doesn't Ooh, slam no the gas brakes. Means stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. slam slam the brakes. But it just it's gonna slow down like right there basically. It's gonna start slowing down immediately. So like trying to like get used to that. And you can turn it off, of course. But like the whole thing is like that's how like you maintain your it your charge yeah, and the stuff battery. and like your uh, battery and stuff. So. I don't want to get the car and immediately take a dump on my goddamn um range. Especially I got the one that uh goes I got the one that goes zero to sixty in three and a half seconds. Um which is definitely what I need after getting into a car accident two months ago. But uh you can choose the mode your car is in, like chill mode or like sports mode. I'm hanging out in chill mode. You know, we're hanging out in chill <laughs> mode. <laughs> um no, I like it. I got the I got the Model Y. It's interesting, and I do not necessarily thrill about giving money. To the thirteen-year-old that runs Twitter and uh, Tesla, but man, what, what purchase can you make in this life and not pay money to some scumbag? Like, you tell me which one that is, except for Poms. the it, the It's Am Amazing Patreon. All right, We're we all, don't
2: have one though. <laughs> you just
1: Venmo me. All right, we don't. We, we cut out go. Patreon entirely. You cut. We will. <laughs> I will send you the podcast three hours early. Uncut. I mean, do you think that's a difference between what I'm putting now or not? <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, there's, no, there's
2: no. There's no entrance music. It's just. It's just silence for 30 seconds. when yeah, you say what? So. Yeah,
1: basically. Like, and there's no just, music at the end. And I can commit to it. that because the podcast truthfully is normally done by 9 p.m. goes out at midnight. Just saying, you Venmo us. You know, I don't know how I started. I got it up there, but yeah, um, you should watch Usual Suspects. Though, if you haven't seen Usual Suspects. I just top five all time movie for me um, I do remember forcing Mike to watch it I mean, I'm not forcing it wasn't like Mike's like no I refuse I just it was more so like me and our uh, other roommates out we're just like you need to see this movie and then Mike watched it and he had no regrets I didn't have any regrets but I did think eh, it's overrated <laughs> okay
2: Mike stuff M- stuffy Mike like Mike M- Mike's, Mike's uh,
1: stuffy likes is up next. He'll be telling you what to, what what from the CW summer lineup he's into that's coming up. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> well, actually, uh my stuff I like is just a
0: reconfirmation of one of your things from last week. So, I had listened to the first season of revolutions mm. on um, all of the different English shit and I had gone away from it, and then when you brought it back up last week in regards to the American Revolution, mm-hmm. I actually started listening to that season last week and binged through the whole American Revolution. And uh, I've gotten through about ten of the episodes for the French Revolution. So no, you're way ahead of me.
1: I'm I still got like an yeah. episode. I got like an episode. I'm still like, I think I'm at the Articles of Confederation the episode. Okay, so you're almost done. I don't really. At least for I, this is not the show as much as me, like the part about like getting into the battles and stuff, not my favorite part. I mostly would just be like I'm more interested in like strategically. Okay, like, hey, we had this battle and like oh we won this and then you know, move on. You know what I mean? Like more like the end result. I don't know. That's just but I I don't know. I departed by talking about the Stamp Act and stuff like that was for me the more interesting part. It's a good show, man. The guy does a good thirty minutes. Is the French Revolution one's all like thirty minutes too? like 30 yeah yeah pretty much yeah. yeah that is the right length for just like like no one's good like you know it's hard to make like i like you ever listen to hardcore history oh yeah i love yeah. hardcore history. i like hardcore history but that's like a four-hour episode sometimes yeah, And like yeah. i gotta like when i turn it back on like most of the time i listen to hardcore history is because i know i'm about to like fucking be in the car for two hours like i gotta get into this thing you know like because it's like he just like keeps going. It wasn't like he's just like, oh, here's the intermission. Let's recap what just happened. This one being 30 minutes. Um,
0: big fan. Yeah, and I like the little uh, anecdotes and like little things of history that you didn't even think about that he'll talk about. For example, just a simple thing where at one point he talks about some like uh, colonel or like Lieutenant Lee and then he just throws in there the father of Robert E. Lee, and you're like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. And then at one point he talks about General Schuyler and you realize, oh wait, that's Alexander Hamilton's stepdad. I mean not stepdad, uh father in law.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know. I like if you like history, I uh it's just a good it's a good podcast. Like The other guy, he has another history. I'm trying to find it right now. Because the guy has a different podcast too, I think. That people really like. Um, History of Rome. History of Rome, actually. He did that one uh, first. Um, That one's another popular one also. Apparently, Revolutions ended in July 2022. What? I mean, I think there's a lot of seasons. Are there no more Revolutions? I mean... The Iranians are working on it, man. We're doing our best. Like, it's just, you know, we're trying to put it together. Um, all right. We're going to be back uh, next week where we have a fucking lot to talk about next week, actually. Um, we've got a UFC pay-per-view and we got a uh, – is, is May 5th, you said, Mike? I believe it's May 5th, yeah. Um, so we got uh, we got the one fight with Mighty Mouse and um Adriano Moraes the third fight uh, I think uh a lot of big hitters on that card in general for one and I think there's also a big Bellator card too we might want to mention okay big's a relative term there's a Bellator card with Musassi and not a lot of us um but yeah we'll be back next week um I was Dr law that was DJ Mark and that was Lavender Gooms. Thank you so much. Peace out.
0: So guys, I didn't pay for Twitter Blue, so I've lost my check mark. Did you have a checkmark ever? Well, how can you ever confirm
1: whether I did or didn't? You got about 14 followers. That well, you know. Quality. Quality, not quantity. One of them's me. It's not good. <laughs> not a good group (laughs) it's not a good one at all all right guys thanks for listening